You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and guy that did not get traded. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Danny Green got traded, and I'm, I guess I'm happy for him. It's big news. I love Danny Green. Do you really? I, any Tar Heel. I, um, Even if they well. played on the Spurs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're a Tar Heel, then... You come out. You come into the league a different breed. Rashad McCants tested that for me, but <laughs> because I loved him in college, but he tested that greatly for he me. He was supposed NBA. to be something, and just he was man. He could shoot it. I loved his swagger, but I love Sean May and that whole team. But anyway, so yeah, so so Danny Green gets traded today. It's kind of big news. So we need to. We're gonna get to that today. We'll talk all about that kind of stuff. Talk about how it affects the Mavericks because. Danny Green goes to Toronto with, with a couple other guys, and then uh, DeMar DeRozan comes back with uh, with Jakob Pertl. I mean, it's pretty much Danny Green for Jakob Pertl in picks. So. That's pretty much what this trade was centered around. That was what that was what we heard, you know, going up to this trade, all this kind of stuff, you know, all well, the all the rumors. On East- okay, so you're on Eastern time now. I am. So you're an hour ahead. Were I'm you in the awake? Future. I'm in the when this happened, when all of it went down, I woke up an hour after it had happened. Okay, because I remember I, looking at, I remember seeing seeing somebody, I think either tweet us or a notification that had to do with it, and then I looked up Woj's tweets, and it was like an hour ago, like on the tweet. Okay, because I I woke up in the middle of the night. I slept horribly, and I woke up. And my wife woke up and she's like, why are you awake? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm just like laying there in bed. I'm about like back asleep again. And I hear my like a Twitter notification go off. Yeah. And I literally debated in my head, do I roll over and look at it? (laughs) Or do I just go to sleep? And I said, I'll just go to sleep. Luckily I did because I would probably just stayed up at that point and be like, holy crap. Because then I woke up a few hours later and And I was like, I should clarify. I woke up an hour after the full story had come out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Not like the initial news. I think it was at like 3 a.m. or something like that. No, I didn't. wasn't waking up. Who's, like who Who confirms that at, at 3? You know, like how did that? Well, the deal, you'd assume the deal is like going down at that time, right? You'd assume, you'd assume it's like been going down, but like at some point somebody tells Woj or Shams or whoever said first that, hey, this is, this is it. This is done deal. But, like, who decides that at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know? It's you Kawhi. He's, point? like, laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not reach a point where you just say, like, hey, let's just table this until our It's going to wait morning. till tomorrow. But, nope. Nope. It did not wait. So, anyway, we, in jest, Kawhi did get traded to the Toronto Raptors. It's very interesting. We'll talk all about it. Um, first thing, is Kawhi going to play for the Raptors? <laughs> yeah, he's going to play. I, I think he is too. He's, he might hold out like through training camp or something dumb like that, but I think he'll play. I don't buy the fact that he's not going to play because I think just the stuff I've seen today, like 
if he doesn't play, I mean, he could be suspended and it's like pass. It's like league wide, not just like from the Raptors. Yeah. He could like lose his 20 million that he's supposed to make this year. Yeah. That's, that's just dumb on his part. And I mean, I know if you, if you already found your match in the Lakers, then you can say, Hey, I don't care about what my, I don't care about what my, what my like image looks like. But as everyone knows, you can never like you never know what's gonna happen in the league. So like there is this like there's a funny way to this to where like if Kawhi did say, Hey, I have all the power in the world, I'm just gonna go to the Lakers next summer, you never know what could happen. Like what if? What if? Like you never know Paul George. Yeah, but like you never, I'm not even saying on Leonard's side. I'm saying on like the Lakers side. Like, what if Kevin Durant says, I want to go to the Lakers? And like, what if there's a scenario to where Kawhi tanks his image, like in everything right now, and then he goes, you know, and, and the Lakers go for Durant over, you know, Leonard, and it's like, holy crap, I just tanked my whole image because I thought I was going for you. It's obviously not going to happen, but. I'm just saying, like you, you can never just bank on anything, like you just said with Paul George. I mean, you couldn't find a single person in the league last year that didn't think Paul George was going to the Lakers. Yeah, and wasn't isn't the whole idea of him going to LA to help his image, right? Like, isn't that his whole thing? Like trying to get in a bigger market, trying to get in front of more people. You know, like isn't that his whole thing is trying to get a better image and trying to be yeah. a bigger star so he can get a bigger shoe deal because he was upset about the shoe deal, wasn't it? The Nike tried to give him and it wasn't like anywhere near any of those, these other more marketable guys. Like that's his whole thing. So why would he try to mess that up? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like he, you got to, like he's really frustrating me at this point because he was always the spur that, like, it was hard to dislike Kawhi, you know, even as a Mavs fan. For yeah. me, it was. Like, yeah. You know, like, you could say the Duncan and Parker and them, like, you just, there's history behind that. You could say they're boring, all this different stuff. But, like, Kawhi, I don't know. There's this, I always, like, like Kawhi. He was a Jordan athlete, all that stuff. But, like, this is very, very frustrating for, like, Kawhi stands <laughs> because yeah. at, at some point, you have to just stick up, you know, step up to the plate and just, like, release a statement or something like so many people are talking on your behalf and leaking like you're leaking stuff or whatever it is chris haynes is speaking on your behalf or reporters or your uncle like yeah step up and just say like this is what i don't want to play here anymore it's, it was not like i don't know something but it's just it's just not looking good for him at all yeah like in the era where you control your own narrative more than ever <laughs> exactly you think that gosh i don't know it's just the, it was the weirdest thing. I, he'll play for Toronto. It could end up being a Paul George situ, situation where he ends up staying there, uh, but there's not a very good track record of players wanting to stay in Toronto. I mean, your your boy, who you're naming your son after, Vincent Carter Harris, like he didn't want to. He didn't end up wanting to stay there. Uh, DeRozan's kind of the only one that really wanted to stay there, and he got stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah, and it's really weird because Toronto is like a huge international city, and yeah, it's you know, than not- Chicago. I'm not like that familiar with Toronto to speak on his behalf, but like I feel like Toronto's in the top five to seven cities in as far as like you, uh, NBA cities that you'd want to like. I don't know, have a big brand in like top ten, like cool. That cities. would help. The what? Like cool cities. Well, as far as like big enough that would have an impact, like if you had a personal brand 
and that like if you had like I don't know, just something behind it. You know, like you have LA's and New York's and then you have the Chicago's and, you know, I would say even Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is a big city, Dallas, Houston. Like I would put Toronto kind of in that same like echelon of cities that could have a huge, like it's not a Milwaukee. It's not a Detroit. It's not a Memphis. It's not one of those. Like, and it's so international known that I feel like if you are a superstar, I feel like you could blow up in Toronto. Yeah, like it worked for Drake. <laughs> <laughs> did it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it did. I He's mean, only like the biggest star in the world. I will say this with DeRozan. The statue stuff's a little too far, guys. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous. How is there... I know a decent amount of statues across the league, but do many NBA cities have statues that are not Hall of Famers? Yeah, like is De- is DeRozan not gonna make the Hall of Fame? Because I'm down, I feel like the I'm Sixers just like, put one up that was like Mo Cheeks or something like that. Who is he? Is he not Hall of Fame? He might. He I think he probably is, but because see, like but even that's that what, one was like, like eh. <laughs> I'm down for for teams like honoring. I'm down for teams honoring. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> is that Woj? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm down for teams honoring like players and like their loyal. Like I'm down for Memphis, like retiring a jersey, retired DeRozan's jersey. That's cool. Like I could, like I'm down for that. But like, so I saw somebody earlier compare it to Mark Davis. No, not the same guys. <laughs> Mark yeah, Davis, right. like, like you retire his jersey, but you don't see a statue of Mark Davis in front. Yeah, of Yeah, like the they're AC. definitely gonna retire DeRozan's number. Yeah, yeah. That's so totally like that's the thing. Yeah. Like I feel like if you if you get a statue, man, you gotta be. Hall of Famer, top 25, 30 player of all time, like something like that. Not a, not just a, hey, thanks for the decade in, in our city and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I saw, speaking of decade in the city, I saw somebody tweet that now that DeRozan is gone, and I think also Kawhi as well, there's only one player in the entire 2009 draft class that is still with their original team that's wild steph curry that's crazy harden griffin uh derozan like man <laughs> it's like they're it's all insane I, I saw that and the other one that's still with that's with their team now is brandon jennings but I don't, that doesn't even count <laughs> that that doesn't count <laughs> so he's on the team for now all right isaac we're gonna take a quick break but before we do i want to plug something real quick and it's kind of it's not Plug it. it's not necessarily Mavs related, but yes, it is. The it Dallas Wings center Liz Cambage scored a WNBA record fifty three points the other day in thirty six minutes. The girl was on fire on like twenty something shots, right? Like twenty two, twenty one. Well, yeah. At one point, she was ten of ten from the free throw line. She 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 got fouled a ton. Like in the, but I did a whole breakdown of how she got to fifty three. She did it in a variety of ways. It's it's actually pretty interesting to watch. She's a six eight center. She hit four threes in the game. She had only hit five her entire career before. The, <laughs> she just, wow. She just been stepping out recently, and she took she hit a four or five from three. And uh, she had some driving shot. I mean, she she drove in the lane. She, she's in, she's incredible. So go check that out on Mavs Moneyball. It's a uh, a whole breakdown of how you do that. It's just it's incredible. It, it was just it was amazing to me and amazing to see. If you if you've never watched Liz Cambage, it's a really good introduction to her game because it's a whole huge sample size in like one game. 
Oh, I'm ready for it because I've not seen her play. Yeah, she's great. So this is why I gotta go to read. And there's like there's some moments where she like laughs and she's like joking and like laughs and like smiles at players and it's really great. At the end, <laughs> at the end, she has this whole thing at her uh, her post game where she says, "I've heard people say that I couldn't get big numbers in China and in Australia and in the WNBA, so I guess this game was for y'all." <laughs> Such a great quote at the end. She's over this casually grinning while she dropped a fifty ball. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> WNBA record. Nobody in the WNBA has ever scored that many points. That's why. Not Lisa Leslie, not Candace Parker, not Maya Moore, not Diane Taurasi, not Sue Bird. None of those players. <laughs> None of them. That's why. So go check that out. It was pretty awesome. And congrats to Liz Cambage. She's on the all-star team, obviously. And uh, she went from seventh in the in the WNBA in scoring to second with that game. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And they play, uh, by the way, they play 10-minute quarters in the WNBA. So Interesting. that's why there's not as much scoring. But Yeah. But, yeah, still great to see. And there was uh, – it was kids' day. So there was 5,000 kids there at, oh my at, at the game. So it was, like, it was loud. You could even hear it on the broadcast, like these kids just screaming and yelling. It made it that much more exciting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I need to read this. Yep. So we get tons of videos. It's It's – Actually, mostly videos. It's a lot of just breakdowns of what she did. So go check that out on Mazumarial. But now we'll take a break. All right, Isaac. So DeMar DeRozan goes to the Spurs now. So they have probably the two best mid-range shooters now in DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Is there anybody (laughs) else in the NBA that shoots better from the mid-range than those two guys? Um, Rip Hamilton, (laughs) (laughs) Kobe. (laughs) Um, no, I mean, I don't mind it. You know, I had to let it like marinate for like half a day to where like, you know, some people like just jump like, oh, that sucks for this team. But I mean, I I don't, I don't mind it from the Raptors side. I feel like the, I mean, uh, from the Spurs side, like I feel like the Spurs were getting hammered about it a lot more today and I'm not really for sure why. But, I mean, you can explain it to me if you feel like. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm actually, I think that this was a good get for the Spurs. Only short term, though. (laughs) I mean, long term play, you'd think they probably could have got something better from the Sixers or the Lakers. But we just don't know what trades were offered. Like, we know what was asked for. We know they asked for everything. They asked for, like, Brandon Ingram and Kuzma and and, like, two or three firsts. You know, like, they asked for a ton of stuff. But, uh. But getting this, you get DeRozan, who's an all-star. I don't know if he'll still be an all-star in the West if they're going to keep that up. Uh, But he at least replaces all probably more of Kawhi's offense. I mean, and they didn't really get much of that last year, and they won 45 games. So, Hey, I tweeted this out today. For the people that, for some reason, people think that the Spurs are, like, declining this year. Last year, the Spurs won 47 games. And they, they're basically replacing Kyle Anderson and Danny Green with DeMar DeRozan and Lonnie Walker and Marco Bellinelli. So, like, yeah. I mean, they won 47 games without Kawhi. We're the seventh seed, but they, they're they the seventh seed with 47 wins, but the fourth seed, OKC, had 48 wins and Portland had 49 wins. So they were two they're games right out, of the, out of the third seed without Kawhi all year long. And now you're replacing zero, absolutely zero from Kawhi with DeMar DeRozan. And 
I mean, DeRozan has got my fair share of criticism over the years because, especially from LeBron stands, it's like, hey, the East is great. Look at DeMar DeRozan. He's awesome. He's an all-star. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if he's a, like one of the like a superstar in the league, but I mean, he's he's good and he's a, I mean, he's probably what, a top 25 player in the league, top 20, you know. DeRozan? Yeah, I mean, oh, he's yeah, all yeah. all NBA guy and I mean, he's 28 years old, so like the fact that they could when people thought the Spurs had no leverage and the fact that they could turn Kawhi into an all NBA all-star that's 28 years old that's averaged over 20 points a game for the past I don't know how many years, plus a first-rounder and a second-rounder, plus a however you view Jakob Pertl. Well, isn't the isn't the first-rounder going to turn into two seconds? It's like the Netherlands first? I don't think so because it's top, it's top 20, 20 protected. Pro- Surely, yeah, the Raptors. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be, they'll be there. Yeah, so... That's what I mean. Unless Kawhi doesn't play, <laughs> or unless they trade him. Okay, so you want to go down that route right now? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I want to keep talking about DeRozan. Like, there's definite de- there's definite downfalls to DeRozan. However, he is under contract. It's a big contract. He's like 27, 20, 29, and then I think tw- uh, thirty million over the next three years. But he's still under team control, which is really really good. I think his. I mean, at least his. He's not. He fits with LaMarcus Aldridge and fits with what they want to do. Exactly. You know, like it's it's not a terrible fit. It's not a Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond kind of thing where you're looking like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like I think they can play together, but I don't know if this is going to work. Like that's definitely going to work. The Danny Green thing is kind of weird to me. I don't know if they just like, it feels like they just kind of gave up on him or they want to get out from under the, you know, the, the money or the, the, you know, the deal. He's like 10 million over the next two or three years, I think. Yeah. And well, they just I mean, signed him to that, didn't they? Um, I think he's an expiring at ten million, but I could be wrong. <laughs> but no, from 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 San Antonio's side, like I mean, I don't see him. Like from a Mavs perspective in the West, like from a strictly Mavs perspective, you're kind of, you're kind of mad about it. I mean, like you're mad about it for this year. Like I've seen a lot of Mavs fans like, oh, I'm so happy right now. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that the Spurs have problems. And it is funny from a Mavs perspective. It is super funny to see the all glorious, oh my gosh, they do everything perfect <laughs> pop in the Spurs uh, kind of combust a little yeah. bit. But from a viewpoint of this year, they're not going to go to the cellar. <laughs> you know, from a Mavs fan, you, you were hoping that Kawhi would go to a team that, and get like picks and young players in return and then hope that the Spurs just kind of like bow out of the playoffs this year. It's not the case at all. So like somebody texted me earlier this morning, who starts for the Spurs this year? And they're like, Hey, does Lonnie start? And I'm like, Oh, I think they start. I mean, I think it's Murray. Um, I don't know. Who's their two guard. Who am I forgetting? Well, it's got rid. I mean, Patty Mills, (laughs) I guess would be their their two guard. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting. Well, somebody. I mean, Danny Green would have been the guy, but Bryn Forbes, yeah. man, he's gone. So yeah, I mean, Lonnie could, but I think DeRozan's there for sure. DeRozan I think, could start uh, it too. No, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I put. Yeah, I think I think it will be. Um, I think it'll be Murray, DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Aldridge, and Pau Gasol. 
And then I think if I think if they want to go smaller, then they'll they'll Oof. start Lonnie. That lineup is weird. <laughs> Murray, Very weird. But, Murray DeRozan, Rudy Gay. <laughs> I mean, if they want to go smaller and put Aldridge at the five and Rudy Gay at the four and DeRozan at the three and switch out Powell for Lonnie Walker, then go for it. Or or uh, or Bellinelli or something like that. But the big question is, where does Davis Bertans fit into all this? <laughs> Where does he fit in? Um, but no, I, I there's there's another okay there's another angle to this from a Mavs perspective that I don't like either is the fact that if everything plays out like you think it will and you think Kawhi let's say next summer Kawhi goes to the Lakers that's two teams now that are still there like you see what I'm saying like Kawhi go like. Kawhi goes to the East, and you're like happy that he goes to the East, but yet it brought another All Star to the West. Yeah, and then in a year's time, that player will go back to the West, and now all of a sudden, like, yeah, crap, the Spurs are still there, and like it, and Kawhi is still in the West. Like that part from a Mavs fan, because there was a hope as a Mavs fan that the exit of Kawhi Leonard would signal in the re- a next rebuild for the Spurs, and that in this deal did not signal that. So. It kind of created like a uh, a weird stopgap kind of you know area because they're not going to contend for a title. I mean, how good do you think this team is? Like, if they're firing on all cylinders, they're fifty win team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. I, I mean, you 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 have to credit in Pop of what he's going to do with. I mean, it's like I didn't get to hear all of Bill Simmons' podcast today. Listen, literally like the first ten minutes, but he he made a good point and he said. There were 15 players in the whole NBA that were named to an all-NBA team. They have two of them on their team. Yeah. Not many teams can say that. So, like, however you want to think of DeRozan and Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge, like, those two guys are two all-NBA guys this past season. So, um, Some of that you can attribute to representation. You know, they were, just, they were so good that, you know, like, they're not – I don't think they're the fifth, they're part of the 15 best players. Yeah. Um, I could I would I could make an argument that they make they're part of the fifteen best like seasons last year though. Right. That but that's what I'm saying about representation. Like representation they have their teams were so good that they needed to be represented. That doesn't necessarily mean that like, you know, by two K rating or if we had like an arbit you know, if we had yeah. a, a single but one I think number their rating seasons, on their seasons are were good were very good. To earn that, though, it, it, I don't True. think it's, no, it was just a participation there. of like, hey, your team's great, so we got to pick somebody from your team to be in on the All NBA team. I think DeRo- I mean DeRozan averaged what twenty three a game last year, and so I think it was more than that, <laughs> more than that probably. But anyway, yeah, from from a Spurs perspective, uh, it's weird. It's weird that Kawhi still hasn't came out and all that stuff and said something about it. I saw a little bit of Pop's press conference today. Um, the whole loyalty conversation, that's a... If the people still think that there is loyalty in the league, then whatever. I mean... Yeah, it's done. Loyalty is one of these things where, like, I don't expect it from a player, but if a player gives it, you have to really appreciate it. Like, with Dirk, like, you couldn't get mad at Dirk if sometime over the past five years he decided to go play for Golden State or something like that and wanted yeah. to have a shot at a title. Like... I would would not be mad at. I'd be heartbroken that crap, but like, you, I wouldn't be mad at him. Like I don't, you don't expect it because it's a business. 
but we dang sure appreciate it. Like you have to appreciate it, but just don't. There's a difference. Appreciate it, but don't expect it from a fan, for a player. Yeah, because the team's not going to give it back necessarily. The Dirk is probably the last one, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, and here um, coming up, once Carmelo gets traded or if he gets bought out or something, Dirk will be the only player in the league with a no trade clause. Ooh, which is which is wild. That is wild. We have the we have the guys like like Nerland said last year. They have the weird no trade because of their rights, yeah. the bird rights kind of thing. But uh, all right, when we come back, Isaac and I will tell you how Kawhi Leonard could possibly not play for the Toronto Raptors next year. All right, Isaac, Kawhi Leonard traded to the Toronto Raptors, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play for the Toronto Raptors, does it? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think it does for sure. Um, I will say this. I tweeted this out right after I woke up this morning. <clears throat> Do you remember what player the Raptors were really high on in the draft and they really wanted to trade up to get? This year? Yeah. Shea uh, Gilgis-Alexander. Oh, oh yeah. So I tweeted out. I said, watch my site flip Kawhi <laughs> to the Clippers at the trade deadline for Gilgis-Alexander like Tobias Harris in a pick. <laughs> That'd be an interesting flip. Yeah, and like you get your you get your guy again. So or you get your guy that they you're supposedly wanted. But no, That'd or be an you awful can... deal for the Clippers. <laughs> but would it though? If he he had have to resign and why is he gonna resign there? There's he's playing with nobody. Yeah, but they have so much cap. Get your Lakers fandom out of your head. That they have a lot of cap to where they could bring in somebody else. They could. And if the whole thing of like, hey, him, if he doesn't want to play with LeBron, then he could be in L.A. Man, that would be fun. If he's on the other Lakers, I mean, Los Angeles team, LeBron's on the Lakers. And then especially if the Clippers get another star with Kawhi, that would be like the only time like you finally have an actual Los Angeles rivalry. The only, yeah, the only time that that would have happened. (laughs) But the Lakers are also going to have a ton of cap. So (laughs) true. Yes. I'm saying like Lakers get a star. Clippers get another star to come with Kawhi, and you have like two on each side. That would be fun. Yeah, good luck, Clippers. <clears throat> I will say this: I think, I think the next move is, and if you can't sit still now, if you're Masai, the next move is finding is Toronto finding Kawhi's Paul George, it or like you know you're not gonna find a Westbrook, but find trying to get another. I can't. You can't run this season with this squad. Like, even though it's okay, and I love him next to OG and, like, Kyle Lowry and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, this, this squad could win the East next year. They could. They, they could for sure. But I'm still swinging if I'm Masai. And that's why I, I took to Twitter today and I threw out some I threw out some different trades if I'm Toronto that I'm considering. Like, what if he pushes all of his chips to the middle and says, hey, Kyle Lowry, a, a deal centered around Kyle Lowry and Danny Green to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler and Jeff Teague? Uh no, no, for who? <laughs> I don't think Minnesota would do that. Even if you think that Jimmy's not going to come back, you at least replace Jimmy with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I'm nervous about Kyle Lowry. Like, okay, I mean, I, I, even in the short term. Okay, like next year he'll, be, he'll probably be fine. Isn't he like he's getting up? So there, if you're like nervous 32? about him, then Toronto needs to figure it out because they have they have a year to convince Ka- uh, yeah to convince Kawhi. 
So what, yeah, he's okay. gonna be he's gonna be thirty three in March. Yeah. So like my whole thing with like Minnesota is like if you think you're losing Jimmy for no, nothing and you don't want to go back to rebuilding, you might look at it and say, hey, we like Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Wiggins, and Towns. Try to do something else with that if you think you're gonna lose Jimmy for nothing. And if you're Toronto, you're saying, hey, let's put all of our chips in. You know what? If Jimmy and Kawhi both leave, then we're just like we have no, we have cap space to do whatever. What if they called Detroit and said Ibaka and OG for Blake Griffin? Uh. Um. And then Toronto has Kyle Lowry, Blake Griffin, and Kawhi Leonard. The Pistons would probably do that because <laughs> because that, of the craziness. Money. Of, so yeah. money, so much money, so money. <laughs> what like do you like? Would you roll the dice on that if you're Toronto? No. Got, because just, if I, you get a if you get a healthy Blake Griffin and Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry, that's at least like a decent. I mean that's that's good. That doesn't that that doesn't beat the Rockets or the Warriors. I don't think. True, is it enough to convince Kawhi? That's my thing. Like, I I just feel like you have to do something else. You can't just say yeah. Kyle Lowry is going to be our only next player, and you got Abaka or whatever. So there's a bunch of different stuff that they could entertain, like a Lowry John Wall center deal, and expect you know Toronto put something else in the you know thing or two in the deal. Isaac right now he just has a hat like that hat in that picture that he had, and he just has a whole bunch of names written down on little sheets of paper, and he's just pulling them out of the hat. It's pretty much what he's <laughs> doing right now. He's just like, all right, well, who else I can pull? Oh, Paul George? No, he already he already <laughs> stayed. He's in there. Goran Dragic? No, these not, ain't, this, not these are not just like horrific trades. Like They kind of no, make sense. No, it's just like the most random names. Like I, I don't know. That doesn't really move the needle. Like Blake Griffin, I don't think, moves the needle. Would they be better this year with Blake Griffin instead of Ibaka and OG? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just trying to think of long deals term, that they could long term. I don't think so. Deals that they could do to say Kawhi, we're going to compete for the next multiple season. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just don't think you can run it with like Abaka and Valanciunas and all this and say, Hey Kawhi, stay with this. Okay. <laughs> Your next best player is Kyle Lowry. And he's going to be like 82 years old next year. So they're Agreed. a team I'm definitely watching. I think they're not done, and I think they'll they'll swing for something else in I'm, the near future. I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited. Uh, also, I'm excited to hear from uh, Sean Woodley from Locked On from Locked On Raptors. We're gonna throw that in at the end of this, um, so we can hear from him. It's the uh, the Raptors take on this, the Locked On Raptors take on this. So here it is. Enjoy, Sean. Hey, what's up? It's Sean Woodley, the host of Locked On Raptors, and holy crap, the Raptors have traded for Kawhi Leonard, uh, a deal that sends DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a first-round pick protected in 2019, uh, 1 through 20, to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And this is obviously very big. Uh, the Raptors are making an enormous gamble with this move. Uh, the Raptors have been sort of fancying themselves a real relevant franchise for the last few seasons after being absolutely irrelevant for 20-plus years. And this is them taking a bet with Masai Ujiri leading the charge that they are going to be able to keep Kawhi Leonard beyond next season. And even if they don't, there are reasons why this works out for the Raptors as well. Um, but the, overall, this is a bet by the Raptors that they can keep Kawhi Leonard around and convince him that this is the place that he wants to be for his next contract, even though he has said all along that he wants to go to LA uh, with 
when he becomes a free agent at the end of 2019. So we'll see about that, but the Raptors are betting big here. Uh, this is a big deal for the Raptors because, you know, they're moving on from DeMar DeRozan, who is a franchise cornerstone. I have vouched that he should have his jersey retired and have a statue built tomorrow. He is, uh, you know, I know people kind of around the league view him maybe with, you know, not the most high praise or whatever, but DeMar DeRozan is a legend in Toronto. He's a self-made all-star who went from being just like a pretty much a slasher and a dunker into being a fully well-rounded offensive player who, you know, he had his flaws, of course, and his flaws are eventually, I think, what led to him being dealt because his flaws are essentially what were the downfall of the Raptors in the playoffs the last few seasons, you know, against the Cavs this year when they got swept for the second time in a row against them. He was benched in Game 3 down the stretch as the Raptors made a big comeback. He got ejected from Game 4, and that's kind of sad that his last moment with the Raptors is either a a benching in in Game 3 or an ejection in the Game 4 after playing so poorly because... He's an all-time Raptor. He will have his number retired, and I can't imagine a bigger ovation than the one he will get when he returns to Toronto with the Spurs next season. But overall, this is a great deal for the Raptors. It's a big gamble, of course, but it does a couple things. First of all, they give up Jakob Pertl, who is not OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam. That is a big deal. OG and Pascal, I think, are the two highest upside prospects on the team. And I was convinced that one of those guys was going to be heading to San Antonio in a Kawhi Leonard trade. That is not the case. They are both here for whatever happens after Kawhi Leonard's first season with the Raptors, whether or not he stays. You know, those guys are going to be here long term, and that is a big win for the Raptors. They're towing the line here a little bit with this bet. Uh, also, it kind of frees up some money going forward. If Kawhi ends up leaving and, and DeMar is no longer on the books, the Raptors are sitting there with a lot of flexibility, a ton of open money where they can take on contracts, attach the assets to sort of recoup some of what they've given up in order to get Kawhi and over the last couple of seasons as they've, as they've been in kind of win-now mode. And they can pivot quickly to a rebuild. They can move off Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka, who will be expiring contracts at the end of this season, and they can sort of re- reset a little bit. A rebuild that was probably coming anyway, in theory, this move might expedite that a little bit and maybe make it a a one year from now they do a rebuild instead of two or three and it kind of gives the Raptors a very easy pivot point to get out of this era and into something new and I think that's good I think that's a nice thing to have as opposed to sort of hanging on too long and doing the thing that say the Hawks have done or maybe the the Grizzlies are about to do where they don't quite accept that they have to rebuild and they kind of let it drag out and they don't get max value for their guys the Raptors have a clear pivot point and if it doesn't work this this year with Kawhi Leonard and he moves on the Raptors can easily go into some sort of new era where they're building around OG and Anobi, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, DeLon Wright, uh, and, and these guys who were really good this season, maybe not star players or franchise cornerstones in the future, but they're nice players to have, and then that'll be the next era of the Raptors, but considering where they're at, considering sort of how they got a little bit stale with the fan base the last few seasons, considering just all of the, the pressures on Masai Ujiri to make a big move to try to get a superstar on this team, this is not a team that's going to sign a free agent superstar, this is a team that has to trade for one, and you know, considering their assets, considering that they would have been outgunned for a regular superstar by teams like Boston and Philly. It makes sense that the Raptors did this trade to get a guy who, in Kawhi Leonard, who is a top five player, an MVP candidate when he's healthy and playing, uh, to get him on the team. You know, this is the best way for the Raptors to go about this. And if they can keep him beyond this year, it is an absolute grand slam of a deal for the Raptors. I have a lot more on this deal, all the different ramifications of it uh, on Lockdown Raptors. So please check it out on the iTunes feed. And uh, thank you for listening. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll continue to be coming back throughout the rest of this week. Stuff's happening. We had our biggest... We, yesterday, we had such a big day with downloads. It was bigger than any single day during the season last year. <laughs> the offseason is so awesome. <laughs> so random, man. So random. So great. So thanks for Coon Squad. Coon Squad. Raccoon Squad. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>